What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. Strand, and this is KWOD Radio, and I'm not sure if we're doing a show today, because I never did hear from the particular uh, person who we're supposed to have a show with today, but, you know, just in case she shows up, I thought I'd better put her up. Um, we're talking about Seven Minutes of Death with Jay Stritch. The lady, she's got a, what are memories that, are, that, that will define you when you're gone? Which I thought was an interesting premise. And uh, it said that when you die, your brain stays active for seven minutes. So that's the reason why she called her book Seven Minutes. Uh, her particular book is actually is a collector. Uh, this collector of these memories has the most interesting story to evolve to tell. By following the intertwining lives of a group of characters, we are taken on a journey through some amazing experiences, loss, love, guilt, failure, success. And what defines us as human beings? The very essence of these people emerges from their memories. And you know, if Jay doesn't come on, I'm going to talk about this anyway. <laughs> because I have, a, I have my own experiences to talk about when it comes to those things. So if she doesn't show up, that's okay. Because you know what? We can do the show without her. It would be better, obviously, if she came on, especially since my cat's trying to, to drink my shake here. Hey, Squeaker. So let's talk for a minute about what, what is a memory. A memory is actually a, a, you know, like a snapshot of something that happened. Um, you know, whether it's a scene or whether it's a split-second moment and you remember it. Do we always remember everything the same way that it came out? No. No, we don't. And that's because, you know, our residual memory remembers things in other ways. Anybody wants to call and talk to me about this? I'd be more than happy to talk about it. And I'll give you guys like maybe 30 minutes if I can actually go that long. I haven't been feeling myself the last few days. It's been uh, creeping crud running around. 
Um, but I have to say that, you know, uh, anyway, give me a call if you have any ideas about this. 714-242-5145. Again, you know, there's two, two things that they say that everyone has to deal with, and one is death and taxes. That's two things, of course. <laughs> but the issue is, you know, nonetheless, we have to consider consider what death is and consider when we would die. And sometimes, you know, we get freaked out about it because we think, you know, that's the end. Kaput, that's all there is to it. And that scares some people. I'm you know, just to say it scared most people. Some people who, you know, they they consider, well... I don't want to die. Well, you know what? I don't think anybody really wants to die. I have known some very old folks who, you know, they were okay with dying. Because they've already lived their lives and, and, you know, they were on what they call cruise control. And a few of them told me this. In other words, nothing really exciting, more exciting in their lives and they were just on holding pattern. Which is kind of sad. You know, they get that up there in that age, and, and they're just waiting for death. Come and take them. So, you know, I don't want to ever be really that way. And uh, for those of you who probably maybe heard my story, that's what I call a near-death experience, which, you know, near-death is, is when you... Well, they, they say near-death is, is when you actually died and, and you came back alive. To me, I don't think that's near death. You already were dead. Near death to me is, is when you, you were supposed to die and you didn't. To me, that's a, that's it's crazy, isn't it? And uh, and uh, it was some years ago, about ten ten or so years ago, uh, went in for an operation that went bad, and one it was staph infection that was uh, left growing inside me, and. I uh, went in that the second time, had scraped out, and they put me on three different antibiotics in order to kill the staph infection. And uh, finally said, okay, it's, it's, you know, it's almost gone. It's, you know, we're going to send you home with some more antibiotics. And uh, that was a seven days. Uh, so it was an oper- operation, an original operation for two days. Second time in there, I was in there for seven days. And then a few months later, I wound up in the emergency room, not able to breathe because the infection had gotten so bad that it had taken over a lot of my system and it was uh, spreading. And so that was my third time in the hospital that year. And yes, to say the least, it does scare me and, and all that, you know, blink of an eye thing that people go through. And uh, after a few minutes, you know, my mom my mom finally got to the hospital and, and she said, so what did the doctor say? And I told her, the surgeon said, you know, that if I didn't die, that I would be in a classically bad dress of my life. Now, I'm not sure which one would have been worse. <laughs> I, you know, we all have to live with, with things that go wrong with us. 
And, uh, of course, I'm never going to be the same since then. Um, there's a lot of things yeah, and that I know more than it. So now, but one thing I know from that day is that, that I lived through it. And when I said to my mother that I was okay with it, but my son, who was seven at the time, was not going to understand the loss of his mom. And that's actually the hardest thing right there, and that probably would have been my last memory, is the regret of having to leave my son that, that early in his life. That probably would have been my last memory if I would have died on the table that day. But I didn't. I didn't die that day. I love to talk about it. I love to tell. And realized when I uh, woke up and it survived that I meant to do something else. I was meant to do something that I hadn't done yet in this life and was given a chance to actually get her done. So then I said, well, well what is it that you were meant to do? Well, that's just... <laughs> Each person has their own journey, and uh, mine has taken me around and around circles. Not sure about you guys. By the way, the phone call on, call on number, if you want to call and argue with me, or if you want to just say, give your your uh, brush with death story, 714-242-5145. Also, if you're just too embarrassed and don't want to talk about it, or it's just too uh, close to everything, uh, we've got the chat. It's down below the information about the show. Just offer it up and uh, I'll read it online. And just wanted to say that uh, when it comes to memories and near death, it's a seven minutes for, you, for your brain to stay alive. Not that I've heard it said that it's longer than that, but, you know. I think that it's a certain certain parts of your brain stay alive. And then... Uh, but the part that's you, or the soul, or whatever it is that you believe in, I believe that, I believe that as a soul, but it's, you know, whatever you believe in, you know, you know no hardship to me. Um, I think the soul, it does leave the body and goes to a different place. Now, does that mean that you're you're dead? Actually, I don't think that you are. I mean, if, you're, if your soul is alive, which is part of your you know, body that's alive, and if your body dies, but your soul leaves the body, then technically you're not dead. So the story, you know, the, the idea here is not so much <clears throat> fearing death, to me, it's not about fearing death. It's about fearing your, what you didn't do in this life, your, your, your regrets. And so that's the real story here. And I think that uh, this, you know, this story here by Jay probably depicts that, uh, that you know, each person has a journey, she puts it. And every, every person's journey is amazing. 
Yeah, everybody's life is amazing. Because, you know, it's just we're so intricately made. I mean, just look at us. Our fingers, you know, work because our brain tells it to. It's, uh, it's an amazing life that we live. So, you know, our, our amazing experiences, love, loss, guilt, failure, success, everything that finds us as human beings. Does your soul define you as a human being? I think so. Do I think everybody has a soul? Well, that's a tough one because, you know, I, I've seen some people who um, may have souls but they're so blocked that you might as well not be there. I'm not talking about color your skin. I'm talking about what's inside of you. So, you know, uh, <clears throat> I always wondered whether or not everyone had a soul. It would be curious to me whether or not everyone did. I think that perhaps there's a lot a lot of truth when it comes to uh, spiritual gifts. And if we don't open the boxes that are offered to us, then we don't have that gift. And perhaps that's where the soul is, along with these spiritual gifts. So, you know, I don't talk about religion very often. And uh, I'm not really talking about religion here, really. I'm talking more about, you know, if you fear death. What I personally find to be the truth based on what I've experienced in my life, but especially my fresh with death. And I really did stand there you know, or lay there that day and say that I was okay with it. And I really was. My only regret was, of course, leaving my son. So you have to consider what what is it that you would regret? What would you regret if you left the world today? And so that's the real question here. What would you regret? And if you did regret something, is there any way to change that before you actually do have to regret it? Is there something that you're supposed to be doing that you haven't done yet? Everyone's meant to find it, you know, find that, find it out, you know, find what it is that they're meant to do. And no, not everybody's meant to be president of the United States, not everybody's meant to be a lawyer, not everybody's meant to be wealthy. Some of it is our lot in life to be poor, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, what do we give back? What do we give that comes back to us? I have a friend who is um, having work on his spiritual uh, books, you know, three of them, and we're doing work books to go with them because I think that anyone could, you know, uh, really get something out of his books. And they are not supposed to be meant for fast rage. You're supposed to take time. You take time to not not only to understand yourself better, but understand the world that you live in. Because it's, you know the human you know, humans are are tough people to get along with. But you go back out to nature and you see it for what it is. 
and then really get in tune with yourself. Before I got married, I said um, that I was glad I lived on my own for a while. And I had friends who said, well, why is that? And I said, because how can I possibly take care of my new husband if I can't take care of myself first? And so learned that you needed to grow as a person, needed to learn something before you took on another, a new life, which was a dual life, so to speak, as a husband becomes, uh, wife and husband become one. And I think that a lot of people don't really believe that anymore. When a man and woman becomes one and they work together in unison to bring up a family, to uh, live this life, to do whatever it is that we're on this on this earth to do. doesn't matter what you believe in, whether it's God or Krishna or, or, or whatever. We're all meant here to be here for some reason, in my opinion. And on your deathbed, are you going to say I'm okay with this, except for that one thing I didn't, I didn't do? And if you know what it is, then why didn't you do it? So that's the question, everyone. What is it that you're meant to do, and 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 when you do find out, you need to work towards it. And no, you don't need to do it all at once. Will you, will you survive it? Will you be able to get it done? Oh, I don't know. But the point is that you're working towards it. Whatever this is. Whatever that reason or multiple reasons, you know. Uh, some people have multiple reasons to be here. I know I have multiple reasons. I mean, obviously, you're multiple reasons to be here. If you're a father or a mother, sister, brother, parent, you have dual roles already. And there are multiple reasons for you to be here. It's not just to have babies. Okay? Your multiple reason to be here is to reach out to others and to, to, to help others to do some, whatever it is that they're meant to do as well. Because when you do that, wonderful things happen back for you. So with that, KWOD Radio and Patty Holstrand. I'm going to take a short break here. See if I can find our wayward uh, guest here.
And we're talking near death and death and callings and trying to keep it out of religion. Not everything's about religion, guys. But we can talk about chocolate if you want to. Chocolate's kind of like a religion. I don't think so. Ask somebody to love chocolate. Remember that the call number is 714-242-5145. It's only going to be good for a few more minutes because you know what? I could not get through to the person who I needed to talk to. So I'm probably going to cut this short. But I do want to go into, you know, if you guys want to talk about what we just talked about, which is near death and my story about near death and my feeling about it and things that happened to me for real. It's one reason I wanted to talk to Jay Stretch because her book, Seven Minutes, has to do with the seven minutes that your brain has the memories and stores the memories. I thought it was an interesting premise that the fictionalized story based on that and a collector collects these memories and follows the intertwining lives of a group of characters. So a book called Seven Minutes. Hey, Jay, you missed your moment. <laughs> and here I push it out to 4.30 because of the fact that uh, the time change was different when I set this up. And uh, it's now an hour earlier there. Yeah, what's coming up, guys? Oh, we got a lot of things. Memorial Day, yay. For those who actually take holidays, I feel I, you're more than welcome to have them. I don't usually remember what they are. I think goodness my calendar does. Anyway, Memorial Day, 26th. Monday. What else we got going on? Hey, we got Arizona Dream and Romance Conference. Arizona Dream and Romance Conference is on the 30th or 31st. going to be a full day of just nothing but romance. Lots of books, lots of authors, lots of sharing, lots of craziness, lots of laughter. Giggling with a bunch of women about romance is awesome, guys. This is so much fun. And I'm not sure whether I'll make it this year. Just because of uh, I'm saving money up for other things. Speaking of it, 
We got Phoenix Comic Con. Phoenix Comic Con starts on the 5th. From June 5th through the 8th. They don't need any PR, but there it is. Phoenix Comic Con. They had 55,000 people, supposedly, last year. How many think you're going to have this year? It's not on Memorial Weekend, which would be interesting to see how they survive that. And well, we'll see. Anyway, we're out there. My um, media. <coughs> oh, sorry, guys. I didn't mean to sneeze in your ears here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You hear that? Squeaker says, "Bust me." Anyway, and we have Combat Con. Combat Con in Las Vegas on the 13th, 14th, 15th. I'm going to be there Thursday night and 12th. My own gaggle girls. <laughs> Terry Smith and Tina Williams. Going to be a hoot. We've got a time travel time travel party. I'm going to do a time travel ball. Anybody got any ideas of what I should go as? Something that's cheap that I can put together in a day. You know what the number is? Yes, right. Two four. Whoops. Seven one four two four two five one four five. That's one chat being awful quiet out there. Of course, it's not my usual time, so you know you guys are being awful quiet. I know you guys were quiet yesterday. Sorry about that. Um. What else we got going on? I'm back on. So that's 13, 14, 15. Also, right here in Phoenix, the Mad Monster Party in Phoenix. Uh, this is an outside group that's coming in and actually doing um, Monster Party. I'm not quite sure why it needs to be three days, but, you know, it's going to be a long freaking party. Is it really a party? Well, it's kind of like a party dressed up as a con, in my opinion. Still an odd, an odd time of year to have Halloween, but, you know, teach his own. You know, I think I think Halloween is like every day. I think it's gotten to that point. <laughs> I don't think Christmas is not every day. And that's a little shame because, you know, Christmas has that, you know, uh, great feeling about it. But uh, it's not always happy. So maybe that's why. But then again... Halloween's really, you know, you get excited, but, you know, you can only have so much candy. <laughs> so what is it about Halloween that intrigues everyone? I don't know. Call me out and talk about it. What is it that Halloween intrigues you guys? Maybe interesting to talk about. Then, of course, we have Father's Day on the 15th. I guess I better hurry up and get home from Father's Day. My dad's going to have a fit and I'm going to be in town. I'll be in Las Vegas. And what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's all i got to say about that. Then we've got the awesome, wonderful, amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Now, it would have been really cool if the Combat Con and Amazing Las Vegas Con would have been at the same time. 
I could have I could have convention hopped. That would have been so fun. So anyway, I'm actually going to speak at Combat Con. Um, I'm not sure what I'm speaking on yet. I gave them a couple of ideas, but obviously on something with checks and chain mail. Okay, I mean that's you guys know my books. You you would know it's pretty obvious. Um, talking anything about uh, warfare in the in the past. Historical warfare with elephants. I always love that idea. The elephants, got the camels. So we can talk about warfare and other animals other than just horses. And how many elephants does it actually take to pull a cannon? And how many how many horses does it actually take to pull a cannon around? And then you wonder why I'd rather have an elephant. Okay, so there you go. So amazing Las Vegas Comic Con 2021-22. Hey Jay. And then of course we got coming up in uh, actually a weekend here in June that has nothing on it. I mean, how could that happen? I I don't know. I don't won't know what to do with myself. <laughs> uh, 28th. So for those who actually want to fill up my weekends, I'm sure you can get started there now. And then, of course, the Friday after that, we actually have an Independence Day on a Friday. Wouldn't that be cool? And get Friday off. That'd be three-day weekend. Woo-hoo! For those who actually get three-day weekends. I'm just saying. July. July, what do we got? I don't know. I know we got a couple things in July yet, and I don't have anything in my calendar. That's naughty. I know the San Diego Comic Con's in winter. So, San Diego Comic Con, somewhere in July. It's hiding somewhere there. August 2nd, we have Maricopa Comic Con. Or Maricopa Con, sorry. Maricopa, not Comic Con. It's Maricopa Con, and it's a gaming convention. And my, our good friend, Jason. Hey, Jason. Second and third. And August. Yeah, I know we got some world comms in August, and so you know you guys can take a look at those. And I don't have any world comms close by, so good luck with that. And what else do we have going on for KWAD? I don't know. That's it. Well, if you guys are going to fill up my weeks next week, we do it. Um, I do know that I've got some classes that I'm starting up here, and one of them is going to be starting June 4th. That's Wednesday, June 4th. Be module one of the Jungle Survival for Authors class. Module one. That's a three-week class from six to nine. At Wildflower Bread Company at 7001 North Glacier Road. You want to hit me up on my Facebook page. I've got information on, on the modules and what's in each module. And what's actually in each week. So it's her June 4th. We have to jump a week because of uh, lack of availability of the Wildflower Bread Company. 
So uh, the first class, first week class will be on the 4th of June. The second week will be on the 18th, and the third one will be on the 25th. Same, same location, being that channel. And that'll be module one. Then the next module will be July 9th. We'll take off the week of Independence, Independence Day week. Maybe I know you guys will be worthless that week anyway. So, <laughs> you might as well work with it. So module two starts on the 9th, 16th, and the 23rd. Also, don't forget that we and KWOD Radio have our brand new show, Hey Girls. Uh, it's a music, Americana music. We had an awesome show last night, and I'd say I'm so proud of our group of uh, renegades. <laughs> Sorry, guys, renegades. And it was an awesome uh, show. We we had the Black Mountain Moonshine group who played live. And we got great pictures of them. And we even got a video. So we're just out there making it happen, people. And uh, that's, you know, when I woke up after my near death. <clears throat> I knew I meant to do a couple of things. One was I needed to write my book. And uh, and then some, you know, you don't just write one book. Got to write one book and then some. But I also needed to help others to write their books, to tell their story. Doesn't matter fiction, nonfiction. Doesn't matter to me because everyone has a story, and some people have both, fiction and nonfiction. I know I do. And I even suggest it for most people who write fiction to put to write some fiction. Uh, but then write a nonfiction to put it in front of their fiction, so that that way they can get they can get speaking gigs. Can't get speaking gigs doing being a fiction author, unfortunately, unless of course you're a big name author like Stephen King. Then everybody will ask you to come and speak. But until then, you need to have another nonfiction book in front in order to actually make it work. But that's about writing. And, you know, I can get I can talk about writing for two days straight if, you have, if I actually have the inclination. Which is why I actually teach it now. So it's not about writing so much. It's about the process of publishing. The world of publishing. And how to deal with it. How to get around things. What were my mistakes? Well, what things did I find to be true? And that's what the jungle survival marketing for authors is about. It's about wading through the jungle with me. Finding all those those trap doors and and vines that covered and obscured things that we needed to find. And uh it's craziness. But again, I'm on, on Facebook, so you can find me and, and definitely get information about these particular modules. I'm also teaching the one on, uh, had already taught the manuscript to, for manuscript to sales in seven weeks last year around October. And my hearty group of five 
All of them have their books on now. And found out one thing is that we needed one more week to really make it all the way through e-books. Because I teach them not only how to pull the book together, but I also teach them how to actually set up their company. How do you, how do you set, that up, set up a publishing company anyway? Uh, some people say, well, we just come up with a name and we're done. No. That's, that's just the beginning. Kind of like when you write the book. Are you done? No. You just started. Now you actually got to market and sell it. Even more so, you've got to have a good package. You've got that product that you have in your hands, which is your book. It needs to look awesome because if it doesn't, people want to buy it. You think about it. Walk into a grocery store and say, "Oh yeah, I want to get, I want to go get eggs." Let's use that example. I need some eggs. So you walk over to and he's got like six brands of eggs. Okay. And you open them up. You think that all eggs are created equal, and they're not. And you get some that look like they were came right out of the nest. They've got, you know, chicken poop on them. Or can I say poop here? Sure. they got chicken poop on them. And they've got, you know, scratches and, and, and it's still got hay on them. They haven't washed them. Is it the same egg that you get from the other container that, where the eggs are washed? Yeah, it's the same egg. But one of them's clean and one's not. The farmer with the clean eggs made an effort to actually make their eggs look appealing enough for you to buy them. And while that might be a crude analogy, that's what I think about some authors who slap a cover on it and think, oh, looky here, I designed this. And put the book together in Word. No, I didn't look to see, you know, what it was selling. I didn't see what the price is. I want $22 a, a book. Well, why? Because I want $22 a book. You didn't, you didn't market your book. You didn't figure out what your target market is. You didn't find your mean price for your particular product. There's so many stages of this business that you guys don't know about yet. And... I've gone through a lot of that. Wasn't I ISBN? Well, why can't I just get one from uh, Crayspace? Well, yeah, you can. But then who owns a book? Who owns the right to distribute that book once say ISBN goes on their book? These are all these are all things that we need to talk about, and all things that you guys need to learn when you get into a business. And that is indeed what you're doing. You put a product in the market, which is your book. You're now in business. You better darn well act like it. Because it's exactly one reason why it's not selling. Because you haven't made a business. You haven't started at the ground up and actually made a firm foundation for your book, for your product. You haven't designed a logo that's going to be your publishing company except for not your name. 
when somebody orders your book, you you turn it around and ship it on a timely manner because you're in business now. So these are all things you have to consider when you decide that hey, I you know I don't want I don't want to give my rights up to a publishing company. I want to do it myself because you know I want all the money, I want all the uh, all the risk, and I want all the rewards, and that's wonderful. But you still need to do your homework. And honestly, you need to do a marketing plan. You need to do a business plan, just like as if you had a business. Because you need to discuss branding. You need to discuss what you plan on doing with that book. It's not enough to say, hey, I wrote a book. Oh, that's awesome. You and a couple other million people. So how do you get out there and get you get noticed? How does your package actually look right on site of a book that's been done by Simon & Schuster? Penguin. You name it. Does it does it sit well right next to it? Can a person open up either book without a branding on it? Let's say I went and, and, and took a couple of books and, and took off the logos or covered them up and said, okay, tell me which book is a self-published book and tell, tell me which book is printed by a, uh, uh, one of the big six publishers. They should be able to open that book and not know or have a hard time distinguishing between your book and one from Penguin. And that's what these classes are about. That's what I teach. How to make your books look like those books. Say, well, yes, but I want to be different. You can be different. But don't make it unprofessional. That's the difference. So I'm going to go on a short break here just because I need to actually get a drink. <laughs> and since I don't have anybody here, I can't let them talk on and on while I grab my drink like I usually do. It's just me, myself, and I, 714-242-5145, and I've only got a few more minutes because I have other things to do. So if you guys don't want to talk to me, then I'm certainly not going to keep talking. You want to be quiet out there? That's, that's your church mouse, not mine. So, hang on a second, and I'll be right back.
good thing I wasn't saying anything. Although you guys got to listen to me surfing and and drinking because I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what else we need to talk about, but you know what? And I really wish somebody would get on here and talk to me about what their memories would be. I remember a, a book that I saw. That's based on a story, actually, a movie that came to be. Obviously, it came from the book first, people. That, um, it was pretty good. It had uh, Robin Williams in it. And What Dreams May Come. Is that story? What Dreams May Come. Let me look it up. Yeah, a dream may come. Interesting story. Um, and that, that movie was actually with Robin Williams. And Cuba Gooding Jr. Remember Cuba? A dream may come is 1998 American drama film starring Robin Williams. The film is based on a 1978 novel of the same name. Written by Richard Matheson. I don't know if Richard actually wrote anything else. It would be interesting to know. It's got some beautiful pictures on this particular... I think the cover was done really well. It has Robin Williams walking along with his dog... And uh, there's nothing old about it. In natural life, there is more. That's the idea. I think another one that was really strange and honestly reminded me a little bit of this movie. And uh, a friend of mine was talking to me about it. And that one was with Tom Hanks. And that was Atlas something. What was that one? Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah, that was a weird one. Cloud Atlas. And, you know, I think that uh, what Dream May Come is actually a little bit easy to understand. Even though she comes in the form of another person up in heaven. I thought that was interesting. I'm not talking about Kyle Atlas. I'm talking about what dreams may come. She got to haven't seen that one yet. You should uh, try to find it. This is an interesting one. Cloud Atlas is, is not something you should be watching while drinking. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way because is is very intricately woven, and you really have to pay attention because you you're going to miss something that's important to the story and uh, the story has six different stories, so they were definitely something it's, you're talking about what went wrong with Kyle Atlas, and you really honestly. The whole point is that the reason why that it didn't do well in the box office 
is because it was too complex for most people. It's, it's not a linear progression to the story. If you understand what I mean, you start point A and point B, um, almost the same problem they had with, what not quite so, so drastic, with, uh, oh shoot, time travel. Time traveler's wife. The time traveler's wife was also somewhat complex in that they keep moving through time and you keep seeing him in different ages and her in different ages. So, you know, if you're not paying attention, you don't understand, you know, that's the same girl um, or the daughter she becomes better at time travel than the father does. She learned to control it. Well, that was very interesting. And as you, most of the people who know me, yeah, time travel is my thing. So, even more so than chicks and chainmail. So, what we're all caught out was it was a very complicated story. It, it involved multiple people, the same people, okay? And it's the same people inside. Since it was the same people inside, but they look different. <laughs> so, you're going, okay, so how does that work? Again, it's like what goes around comes around, guys. Now, if you believe in reincarnation. Well, if you believe in reincarnation, then, you know, you should be able to get your head around that. I have a hard time getting my head around reincarnation yet. So, because of that, it's, you know, this, this is a little bit more complicated story, but I understood it and still appreciated what they were trying to say. Um... Yeah, I mean the, the the novel itself, apparently, which I would I would actually want to read it now, was initially deemed unfilmable due to the Russian style-like structure of the novel, telling six stories each from a different time and place, beginning with the earliest and continuing chronologically. Each story stops midway, with an inter. An, with the exception of the final one set in the future, which is told in its entirety. After which, the book moves backwards chronologically, finishing each story. It is very, very, probably the most complicated movie I've, I've seen in a long time. And I appreciated the whole thing, but you really had to stay on your toes to figure it all out. And for a while there, you would totally get lost, and and uh, it takes a while to catch up and say, okay, this guy is actually this guy, um, and he's in another time as this guy. So it's it's very interesting how that works. I can understand why they would have trouble actually making that into a screenplay. Um, yeah, and I'd be interested to see how they wrote it originally to see. 
Uh, I'm glad, actually, probably the only reason why I actually worked was because uh, Andy Mikowski actually was one of the film makers for that particular movie. Having understood complexity of spirituality in his other works, I think it helped him to understand and wrap his head around this particular this particular story. So again, Cloud Atlas, another one, very spiritually based, said to um, you really have to work out to get it. A Dream May Come, as again, it was a 1980s movie. So if you can find it, definitely take a look. And at one point we were talking about the fact that what would we regret if we died tomorrow, if we died today. And this actually, that particular movie, What Dreams May Come, actually discusses that in, in uh, some aspects. And I can't tell you too much more about that because I don't want to ruin it if you want to see it. It's well worth your watch. Uh, nothing more that's got some beautiful scenery that he interweaves into um, and the different people's view of what, what heaven is about what, what is heaven to you so whether you're religious or not is not really the point the point is that you know if we die what happens and these particular movies actually try to try to deal with some of that you move into another being and actually finish your journey, so to speak. Did you get to where you needed to be? Or did you divert and take some evil route and have to destined to go back again in order to fix it? Because you screwed up the first time. Or the second time, or the third time. Makes you wonder how many times certain certain beings in this world, not talking about history, certain people in history who didn't just make it their calling to do something with their own life, but to screw up as many people as they possibly could. Talking about you, Hitler. Wonder how many lives he has to live in order to actually fix his wrongdoings, or did he bother? Can we actually go back and do that? I don't know. I'm not giving answers here. I'm actually asking questions. <laughs> I know what my beliefs are, but, you know, um, I have also been known to be very open-minded, and you want to argue about the future of, of what happens after you die. I have more than, them. more than welcome to talk to you about it. Just don't get nasty. Because you know what? I got a button here that turns you right off. But, hey. This is about, you know, broadening the mind and thought around things that maybe we just don't understand. And maybe you've seen something that we haven't. And that's how we grow, is we find out ideas, 
some things from other people that we hadn't considered. So Cloud Atlas, if you if you really have the time to go back and watch it at least a couple times after you watch the first one, <laughs> then definitely take a look at it. It's going to take you a couple times to get through it. It is a long movie, so just a warning. Make dinner before you start. Make it a long weekend. See it two or three times and then talk about it because this is the kind of movie that you guys need to sit down and talk about. The Dream May Come is also one of those that right after you see it, you don't want to be alone. You really don't. You don't want to be alone once you're seeing a movie like that. You don't want to be alone when you watch Cloud Atlas because you really want to talk to somebody about these ideas. And it helps to be able to understand other people's point of view. Or just to get their point of view. Helps you wrap your mind around what it is that they're trying to get a, you know, tell you in the story. Maybe you didn't get the same thing that your friend did. And vice versa. And that's what's great about movies is sharing not only the movie, sharing the idea of what the movie was about. So you guys are being t- really quiet out there and I'm going to give you two more minutes and then I'm going to say adios. But what else we got going? Well, if you're trying to write a book or you've written a book and trying to get it to print, give me a call. Write me an email. You can call it, talk to me at editor at the wa.net. That's editor, E-D-I-T-O-R, editor at the wa.net. Another version of the wa is coming out. Maybe next, next week sometime, end of next week. For, uh, in time for Arizona Dream and Romance, and also especially in time for Phoenix Comic Con. Last year we went to 800 copies, and you guys didn't even know who they were. So um, we're expecting a lot more people to go through them, and we have uh, several people at different different desks, uh, tables that are willing to sit our newspapers on. So it's not just going to be in a freebie area; it would also be on several of the uh, vendor tables. Thank you, guys. Uh, Kip Kip's art is one of our new advertisers. He will be at Phoenix Comic Con. Hey, Kip. Song River will be is on our new, on our staff now. She is our photographer as well as my right hand person. Love her to death. Hey, hey, Song. I bet you had some ideas about what dreams may come. She talks like that. She gets she has great ideas. Love her. Anyway, uh, we'll be out with video. Chris Mars. I mean, can you believe that name, Chris Mars? Wouldn't you love to have that kind of name? It doesn't work when you say Patty Mars. PG Mars. No. Chris Mars. I mean, it just it, it goes well together, don't you think? So Chris is also going to be actually talking um, 
doing a show starting on Saturday nights. That's going to be one one weekend in a month. We haven't decided which week yet. So keep a lookout for that information. There'll be also a new show here on KWOD Radio. That will be on Saturday nights. And of course, we still have our shows that we're doing on Sundays, which is um, To Space and Beyond. I know Don's going to freak out when he hears that. Our space show with Al and Joe. You know, all about getting to space, why do we need to go, and what was our future thought way back when in the 50s when we started looking to the moon. Do we need to go to the moon first? Do we need to go to Mars? I think it's a matter of money, quite frankly. Historical facts. But that's on Saturday nights, 7 o'clock. Arizona time, which right now is Pacific time and Mountain time. 7 o'clock. So Sunday night we have the the uh, face show with Alan Joe. Um, often on Tuesday and Thursdays, although I might be changing that because I'm teaching the classes all summer. And then um, Chris has a show on Saturday night, once a month, and every third Wednesday is going to be our uh, Hey Girls Americana show. All about the independent groups here in Arizona, and they're actually not just here in Arizona. We, we're opening it up to other independent groups in other states. You guys can send in, our, uh, send in your music. Obviously, you can't you know be live, but we can definitely uh, put some of your music onto our show. So definitely uh, get in contact with us about that. Just for those who want to get a hold of me on Facebook, pj.holstrand, pj.holstrand, and that's spelled H-U-L-T-S-T-R-A-N-D. That's two T's, everyone. H-U-L-T, Holt, Strand. Really, honestly, it's not that hard. So, you get one, you miss one of the T's, and I get people who say, oh, I emailed you, I emailed you, I sent you this and that, and I say, okay, what was my email? And H-U-L-S-T-R-A-N-D. Well, that's fine, it says you missed one of the T's, so that's why it didn't come to me. We expect the email to actually correct it for you. This is not what Microsoft Word. <laughs> so if you got, if you sent me an email and I did not acknowledge you, then it didn't come to me. That simple. So send it to me again. And this time get my name spelled right. H-U-L-T-S-C-R-A-N-D. And again, you can get on my Facebook and I'm spelled the same way there. It's kind of a concept. So pj.holstrand. And with that, you know what? I'm going to say, oh, I've got to go. I'm going to watch some TV and do some work. I'm behind. Yeah, I left a count a couple weeks ago. A couple weekends already. That's all i got to say about that. We had a good time. 
had a real good time there. Um, wish I would have seen more of you out there. That's all I got to say about that. You guys know who you are. Anyway, uh, with that, this is K1 Radio, and this is Patty Holstrand signing out. <laughs>